This podcast has been made possible by the BC Ale Trail. Arrive thirsty, leave inspired at the bcaletrail.ca. Welcome to the Cascadian Beer Podcast. My name's Aaron and I'm a Cascadian. Thank you so much for listening. If you're new here, welcome. And if uh, you like this episode, please feel free to hit subscribe in your podcast app. It doesn't cost you anything and then that way you'll never miss an episode. If you've been here before and you enjoy it, how about uh, sharing it with a friend too? That helps grow this podcast series, which is all about craft beer in the Pacific Northwest. Cascadia is a bioregion in the Pacific Northwest and the North American continent. It's made up of the U.S. states of Washington and Oregon, as well as the Canadian province of British Columbia. Today, I'm in mid-Vancouver Island in the municipality of Nanaimo. Now, I will say that this was recorded before the world changed in March. In fact, a week before everything changed. But I was really fortunate to sit down with the crew at Longwood Brewing. Uh, my name Harley Smith, and my title is... Repair guy, delivery guy, packaging manager, brewmaster, and partner. All right. <laughs> and I'm at uh, Longwood on uh, in Nanaimo, in your actual brewery, not your brew pub. You, and there are two locations to Correct. this Correct, yeah. We we managed to confuse a lot of people, but this is sort of a production Tru- facility. Mm-hmm. Truthfully uh, known, I got confused myself in the <laughs> in the hurry to make our, our meeting yeah, there. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, so a I, lot of people show up at the other location. I, I did, and... And then I ended up in mm-hmm. the correct location in time. So there we go. Perfect. Brilliant. Uh, so uh, how long ago did you open? Uh, we opened uh, seven uh, years and two days ago. Yeah, we're just uh, having our anniversary. Mm-hmm. Tracy and my wife and I um, and Milo here, our puppy dog, we uh, entered into this foray. Mm-hmm. Right. How did beer find you? Oh, well, uh, beer found me while I was at photography school in Toronto, and uh, I changed careers <laughs> 30 years ago. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, like, like, did somebody bring you some homebrew, or did you just get interested uh, in homebrew? I was looking for a job to cover my bills, and uh, a brewery was advertising an assistant brewer. Mm-hmm. We were doing a little homebrewing at the time with a roommate, and nothing too heavy, and... Um, I went and applied, and they were looking for somebody with zero experience so that they could mold them like clay, and um, it worked out quite well. All right, cool. So how long were you there then? Uh, that was the Amsterdam Brew Pub in Toronto. I started in 88 and uh, left in 95 mm-hmm. to come west. Right. And were you here, were you anywhere else before landing here in Nanaimo, or did you come? Yeah, yeah. When we first landed in Vancouver, there was not a lot of craft brewing going on. Mm-hmm. Myself and another brewer that I worked under in Toronto started up the Steamworks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then about a year after the Steamworks was open, the owners wanted to open a brew pub in Campbell River on the island. Mm-hmm. And so we came to the island to experience the real West Coast. Oh, yeah. Uh, opened up a brew pub, which lasted for about 10 months as Campbell River was... Nowhere close to being ready for craft beer. <laughs> right, right. Which they are now. So. They are now. They are Absolutely. now. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So, so then I uh, take it then, you're up in Campbell River, you didn't want to leave the island, 
So, so how did this all come about then? Uh, this came about when um, Barry Liddell, uh, brewmaster at Spinnaker's, decided to open up a brew pub in Nanaimo, and that was in the year 2000. Uh, and he was looking for a brewer, so he rang me up, and I was quite happy to come down and live in Nanaimo, or we were, Tracy mm-hmm. and I, mm-hmm. and experience this part of the world. Okay. Uh, so how long was that process of idea and then building then? Oh, for here? Well, it went through a couple of, um, I say a, a couple of different uh, designs. We had a location uh, downtown Nanaimo, right in Old Town. And it was a bit of a weird zoning. It was old city zoning. They were going to put some limits on the production volumes uh, mm-hmm. within the, uh, the brewery. So we had it right to design panel and then uh, uh, shut the project down. because We got a little nervous about not being able to have endless amounts of beer be produced. Well, getting just, yeah, no room to expand if needed. Yeah, right? having yeah. a cap was not good. But And also back then, the, the liquor board had not confirmed uh, yes or no whether they were going to approve lounges. Oh, So right, that was right. a big part of that design being downtown. Mm-hmm. With with that foresight, though, do you think that project would have been able to get off yeah, the ground? Yeah, okay. I think so. And knowing how, well, you know, how integral lounges are to uh, small breweries now, I think, I think we could have had a... a, a a very nice location and um, su- sustained itself with with a lounge and not have to package as much as we do, which has turned into a bit of a gong show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I mean, hence the two locations, right? I mean, uh, that's right. Yeah. 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 So uh, what's the size of the brew house back there and uh, how much are you cranking out? Uh, so we've got um, 25 hectoliter brew house. We're talking hectoliters instead of barrels. And then uh, 50 hectoliter tanks for fermenting. And, and uh, storage, um, we can produce probably about 6,500 hectoliters a year. Currently, we're just under 3,000, uh, which is manages three staff in the brewery, mm-hmm. a couple sales guys, and uh, and then a few other brewery employees. So it's it's a nice volume for us. We still work a lot, yep. uh, but um, growing uh, would be nice. But we're fairly comfortable where we're at Mm -hmm. organized chaos at this point right it is you know it's uh, you know when you have few staff and one goes down it's a big percentage Uh, yeah now before we continue the COVID-19 pandemic has radically changed the way we are all living and working but now we are slowly starting to reopen our small businesses here in British Columbia although travel is somewhat limited throughout the province there's nothing wrong with planning a future trip and that is what the BC Ale Trail is perfect for on the website at bcltrail.ca, you'll find recommended itineraries, a comprehensive list of every craft brewery in BC, a calendar of beer events, and a blog with lots of great stories. The regional ale trails include local breweries, pubs, and restaurants, along with other activities the area has to offer. So stay local for now. But as you plan your post-pandemic trip, let the BC Ale Trail guide you. Arrive thirsty, leave inspired at the bcltrail.ca. Now I just need to pop right in here and explain something. Mid-interview here, I was brought a lovely flight of beers and, oh, they were tasty, but thought I'd let you know because there's no visual aspect to this. But let's get back into the interview. Brilliant. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So that's, uh, that's our Lime Goes. Mm-hmm, I can tell. So we're, uh, <laughs> yeah. We've teamed up with a local uh, research society called Rugged Coast who are... Uh, 
doing their part to clean the plastics out of our oceans. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is a charitable beer that we donate 25 cents a can to the rugged coast. Mm-hmm. Uh, the beers went over extremely well, so we are going to continue it throughout the summer as opposed to just doing one batch. So, yeah, yeah, brilliant. Yeah. This is definitely a summertime beer. And uh, you know, is, now, yeah. Yeah, yeah. we've had all all sorts of weather today as I've been driving around the island. And, uh, you know, this is pretty good here to end of the day with the, with the sun. So, pretty yeah. typical of the island. If you don't like the weather, you pretty much wait 20 minutes and it'll change. Oh, yeah. No, I lived in New Zealand for eight years and very much mm-hmm. aware of yeah. four, four seasons in one day down there, too. Nice. So um, what are the general styles of beer that you focus on or um, like, you know, do you, you have a core lineup and then you kind of. Yeah. So um, every year uh, things change a bit uh, as, the, you know, the industry is moving so fast right now that uh, and there are no limits. Uh, we started with cores, uh, five, four core beers, four core beers. Um, went straight into cans. And that was seven years ago. And cans were pretty tough sell back then for craft. Uh, it's changed about 180 degrees yeah. today. I'm picking up this theme that you've been ahead of the curve the entire time on this project with the... Uh, it seems. Yeah. Um, doesn't feel like it, but when you look back, yeah, that was... Uh, it was hard pushing cans. Yeah. Bombers were everything. Well, that, well, and even that t- this, uh, tasting room downtown, right? Yeah, just downtown. Like, yeah, yeah, and that's yeah, kind of kind of funny. Even Campbell River, yeah, yeah. Kinda, it kind of feels that way now. Yeah. When you talk about it, yeah. Growlers is, in fact, uh, if you want to talk about first, uh, the Longwood Brew Pub was the uh, first growler approved in British Columbia, right? And um, the liquor board looked at it and scratched their head and thought, "What the heck is this for?" So, right. Take out beer, of course. Yeah. It was a concept. It was going down in the States, but hadn't been up here yet. Mm-hmm. They nodded, gave it the approval, and that was 20 years ago. And now they're apparently fading out of style. So they'll be back. Yeah. Yeah. And so with with that core lineup then. Oh, um, yeah, right. They're on on your sign with yeah. the big one IPA. Yeah. Those were the big cans, too. The yeah. 568s. Yeah, so uh, flash seven years forward, and uh, we're making beer with w- leftovers of the vineyard grapes. So mm-hmm. I would have never thought that would have happened. Yeah. Um, hazy beers lasting as long as they were. Mm-hmm. Didn't think that. Didn't see that coming. Yeah. So we brew everything, all different styles now. We, we brew the, uh, the much-hated uh, pumpkin beer. I mean, not hated by us, but mm-hmm. uh, well, you know, yeah, yeah. it's got a, it's definitely got a hate following. Maybe a distaste, it, a distaste, distaste following. Yeah, yeah. Distaste it, it, following. Um, yeah, hate. I guess that's a strong word. Yeah, yeah. Um, although, people although do yeah, get yeah, yeah, I have been told I hate pumpkin beers. Then our your brand new uh, cantaloupe project too. Yeah, so that one came about with the local food share uh, in town here uh, approached us, and they had a program going on there called the eat project where they train uh, adults with diverse abilities in our community here and uh, they were looking to process some cantaloupe and needed somewhere to drop it off when they were done so we decided to make a cantaloupe beer and, and so then does that uh, money go back to them from the sales as well or? yeah they um sort of built into the uh the price of the cantaloupe was uh, our, our our donation to the uh, to the project, and then uh, you know anything else that they can come up with, uh, we're happy to be part of. Uh, they always turn out being something pretty unique when you open the doors wide up. So yeah, yeah. Has has there been uh, any other fruits or vegetables that they've? Oh said yeah, to yeah, it? absolutely. Like we have our, our quince beer that just came out. Uh, that's uh, down in Yellow Point. There's a giant quince orchard. 
right. odd, mm-hmm. but it's there. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can only make so much quince jelly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we make beer with the quince. There's also uh, beets that came from uh, the local uh, uh, farm ship food growers co-op. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they have an excess of a vegetable or fruit or flour or herb, whatever, mm-hmm. uh, they'll come they'll come knocking right. and uh, we'll try to do something with it. Right. We've yet to say no. Right. And we made some pretty weird stuff. Yeah, I bet. And then I take it like your spent grain also goes back into the community as well. Right? Yeah, the spent so. grain, it definitely goes back to the, one of the local farmers. Uh, grain that actually is grown on the island. So this is something that we started about four years ago we got approached by a fellow that craft malts barley uh, here in nanaimo and uh he had a supply of of um quite a bit of barley so we buy about 15 to 20 tons of locally grown barley in courtney uh, we store it in nanaimo uh, and then he malts it for us as we need it throughout the year and right. so uh, about 75 percent of our base malt is is from the island. Mm-hmm. Probably a good 85 to 90% of our hops is from the island. Mm-hmm. And uh, it took a long time to get the relationship with the local farmers, but it's it's definitely um, a labor of love. It's nice to uh, not have to cart your barley all over the globe to, uh, to make a local beer out of it. Yeah, and like you can be that 100 kilometer brewery. Yeah, almost yeah, right yeah. yeah. It's uh, it's you know, something again that you don't really see coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you look around uh, the community, there's lots of uh, lots of stuff out there that if you take the blinders off, yeah. and there it is. Uh-huh. So to get back to the beers, we we uh, yeah we did uh, have a core lineup, and we did plan on doing a few seasonals a year, yeah. uh, and then it turned to you know that was back when there was thirty five breweries in BC, mm-hmm. uh, and then it got more brewery heavy, and mm-hmm. people got into more varieties of beer, and then it was like well okay yeah of course but what's new what's new yeah, yeah. what's new what, now what's we hear the that latest? daily yeah. 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 so yeah. you you could certainly exist on. Um, absolutely no core brands now and just seasonal beers so so with that uh canning line that you have in there mm. um like what's what's your reach like where you're where is you where are you sending beers to oh well um we go as far as saskatchewan now right um i guess there's a bit of a drought for craft beer out that way so um the you know government liquor boards were bringing it all the way from vancouver you know mm-hmm on their dime and then charging the customer out there the mm-hmm. freight so it made sense you want the beer go ahead um, vancouver was getting tougher to sell beer naturally there were so many breweries mm-hmm. um, they want to service their local breweries and so uh, you look a little further uh, of course craft beer doesn't really travel well mm-hmm. yeah. but it moves a lot quicker uh, these days it's not sitting on the shelf for a long time so yeah that's pretty key and so then, like, where do you go from here? I mean, like, are there expansion plans in the works or? No. Nope. <laughs> no. No, we, uh, we sort of have to, you know, take care of your backyard, mm-hmm. sell as much beer locally here as we can. Um, you know, there's more markets further afar on the island, like going up to the north end. We, we send a bit of beer up there. We have a few draft accounts. Uh, but there, people are getting thirsty in the smaller communities, which, which you know, the, mm-hmm. the big cities are, are uh, 
I wouldn't say an easy sell, but there's lots of customers there. When you get in them smaller communities, there's less and less people, but now they're starting to get more into it. So mm -hmm. yeah, like it's important not to forget about them. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. Um, and so if somebody was wanting to go down this uh, path of opening a brewery themselves, uh, what would be some advice you could give them? Well, um, small. Yeah. Uh, un unless your ambition is to conquer the world, which is probably a bit difficult these days. Yep. Um, I would... Uh, I like I like the notion of a, of a small brewery, nano, maybe slightly bigger, uh, minimal packaging and uh, lounge, mm -hmm. um, which kind of the, I think the evolution of the brew pub. When you look at them now, it's nice to have food. I think you know it's important if you have a little place and have a small menu. People like to stick around a little longer or bring their kids if there's food available. Yeah, yep. uh, so that's pretty key. Uh, and then try to strike up sort of a local flavor to your beer. like mm -hmm. um, Well, like you, fresh yeah. local produce. Yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe not limes like this one. They're not from around here. Mm -hmm. But the sea salt is. Mm -hmm. So uh, There's a sea salt company here on Vancouver Island, mm -hmm. and um, they're a partner, and this goes. Mm -hmm. uh, and they're also um, encouraged to uh, look for ways to keep the ocean clean because that's the where their money comes from. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, thank you so yeah. much for your time. Really appreciate hey, my it. My pleasure. Big thank you to the team at Longwood. It was great visiting them. There was snow, there was rain that day, and it was a nice, nice sunny afternoon by the time I made it to the brewery. And I uh, can't wait to go back and visit again and uh, really enjoy getting their beers whenever uh, I uh, I get a chance to. And like, yeah, those tall cans, I remember those back in the day before uh, anybody else was making them or even putting their beer in cans. So, Yeah. Didn't get a chance to make it to the brew pub, but that'll be my next stop when I'm back that way on the island for sure. Big thanks to the BCL Trail for making this episode possible. Thanks, guys. Check them out at bcltrail.ca. If you want to follow this podcast on social media, you can by going to facebook.com forward slash Cascadian Beer, on Twitter at Cascadian Beer, and on Instagram at Cascadian Beer Podcast. And of course, the website, Cascadian.beer. Thank you so much for your time. I really do appreciate it and hope you enjoyed this episode. And until next time, remember, support your local.